0: Hey guys, this is Ryan. This episode you're about to listen to is a very special crossover episode with Dane Lewis. He is the host of the Locked on Stars podcast, and he and I had a great time talking Dallas Stars hockey. Please enjoy.
1: Welcome in, Stars fans. I'm used to saying, uh, you know, Stars fans and fill-in-the-blank team fans alike if I'm with another Locked On host, but today I'm joined (laughs) by someone who loves the Dallas Stars just as much as I do, Uh, joined by Ryan Chambers of Starcastic Remarks, another podcast covering Dallas's favorite hockey team. Ryan, how are you today?
0: Doing good, man. Uh, I I could be better because, you know, it seems like every DFW team lost this weekend, including the Cowboys. But yeah, I've I, we've seen better days for DFW sports, but hopefully that will change.
1: We have brighter days ahead, certainly. I'm uh, I'm still wearing my Cowboys polo that I put on so excitedly this morning. Um, but you know, left left disappointed. But the Dallas Mavericks won Saturday, so that's uh, that's yeah, that, a plus that, right there.
0: I that, that is a positive, yeah. I guess one <laughs> we, for four is not bad. Twenty five. Yeah,
1: yeah. We we, we got to take them where we can get them for sure. Uh, you know, really excited to be doing this. Don't always necessarily get to cross over with other uh, members of the Stars media that much, but very very excited to uh, be crossing over with another Stars podcast, nonetheless. Here to talk about some of the games from the weekend, John Klingberg, and you know anything else that may come up. But starting with those games, Ryan, over the weekend. A uh, pretty tough outing for the Stars in Florida, obviously missing some big pieces on the roster. But what were kind of your big takeaways from these games that they played against the Panthers on Friday and that game against the Lightning on Saturday?
0: Um, it, it kind I had two different uh, reactions because that with that game on Friday, it just made me feel like this Stars team is further away than what we thought they were. So I, I don't know how much you talk about on your show but uh, me and my brother, Chris, we, we talk about this constantly and the fact that this is like the last chance with this core for the Stars to get a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, appear in the Stanley Cup finals again. I mean, this is the shot. This is it. I mean, when you got Radulov coming off, you got uh, Pavelski coming off, obviously Klingberg coming off, and we'll talk about that later. But um, it just showed me how far behind this team is compared to the quote unquote real Stanley Cup contenders. And uh, I mean, I felt better after uh, Florida thrashed the Jackets uh, on Saturday night, but it just made me realize that, you know, this team is probably a little bit further away uh, than I expected. And it just, there was just a lack of effort and a lack of emotion in that game against Florida. And uh, those were my biggest takeaways out of that game. And uh, on Saturday, I, I just felt down and depressed because it just, <laughs> Push it even further. And, you know, I'll, I'll go into the whole Cowboys thing because, you know, the Cowboys' biggest thing right now is they can't win in the playoffs, right? I think it's 11 appearances in the playoffs, and they have not some sort of stat like that. They, they're they not able to win at home in the playoffs or something like that. And it, it seems like with the Stars that no, even when they are able to play well, they find a way to lose. I mean, they dominated for 40, 45 minutes of that game. The first period was absolutely a great response. Uh, Second period was not as good, but they were able to, you know, diminish the, uh, you know, the damage on that. And, uh, you know, Dobby definitely had a really good game. And then in that third period, it, it just seemed like just turnover after turnover after turnover. And then, like, when they had their opportunities in that third period, it was about middle of the way through the third period, I felt good. I felt great. It was like you no know, nine and a half minutes, nine minutes left in the third period. I'm like, okay, we're we've got the momentum, we've got it. I mean, we're we were getting offensive pressure going down into the other zone, and you could just feel a goal was coming, and I was right. But it was the other way. It was one stupid turnover, one penalty. If you're the Cowboys, that screw everything up, and it, it just seems like over the past couple of years, this team has relied on defense too much. And they're, they're, there's no offense whatsoever with this team. And it's frustrating to see this year, at, not just game after game, but year after year after year. And it's been not just with Bones. I know a lot of people are saying things about Bonus, and I may or may not agree with that, but it, it was with, uh, you know, it was with um, Monty before that, uh, Jim Montgomery, and then it was even with Ken Hitchcock before that. So it, it, it's just a matter of the identity of this team. And my biggest takeaway from that game was, is that it, it, this identity of this team has to change. And this whole, you know, defensive structure, it, it doesn't seem to be working. And uh, I don't know. that I know that's a lot to to process over those two games, but that's just how I felt coming out of each of those games. It was very different thoughts, but both negative.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm on the same page as you in, in regards to how both those games went. And I, I think that's kind of, what a lot of stars fans and people who have watched this team for a long time are feeling is the identity of this team for too long has been you know centered around defense which defense isn't a bad thing to focus on but i think that there's just been too little offense over the years and especially on the road i mean you you have to bring your a game and we know that this team does have some good offensive capabilities based on the way they play at home but and i i say all the time on this show and i'm sure many other people have thought it uh, because it's a, a you know, a theme throughout the world of sports that good teams win at home but great teams you know find ways to win on the road they can win anywhere and so even you know this stars team is you know dancing around that middle of the pack spot in the wild card race right now and i think that they have the talent to make it to maybe even that bottom wild card spot on their best days but i mean even if they do get there what are the odds that they you know win a seven game playoff series against anyone in this western conference i mean you look at the rest of this division the pacific division has you know two or three really good teams and vegas anaheim and even the kings now starting to pick things up so it's just yeah like you said frustrating to see uh you know the stars struggle so much offensively given some of the talent that they have and rupe hints and jason robertson and even joe pavelski at the the ripe age of 37 those guys kind of doing all they can but i mean you can only ride three guys for so long and have uh, the other nine forwards you know not showing up to play every night it's it's uh it's hard to build the team whenever you you kind of structure yourself that way like you said
0: Man, there's there's so many points that I hit there, but uh, I'm, I'm I'll go back to that defensive structure, and it's it's almost, and I don't want to say that it's like a fire bonus thing. I know everyone's talking about that, and that may or may not be the problem. But the problem is, I don't know if that's really going to change anything. Like, like everybody, when and and you know, it's funny that I feel like this way, and this team is five and two in their last seven games, and but the the problem is, is that they can't win on the road. And I think that's probably the the biggest you know nail on the head right now. They're four eleven and two away from home. They're five hundred. You know, I mean, NHL five hundred. If they're like 6'6 and two or seven seven and two or whatever, this team is top three in the Central Division. But because they can't seem to figure out a way to get offense or do anything the the way they do it at home they it, it's just frustrating to watch because we see how much potential this team has and they're just not living up to the potential and i don't know what the answer is and that's the more frustrating thing
1: yeah it's so weird And i think if i'm not mistaken i can only i know those four road wins one of those is overtime against new york one of them's a shootout against pittsburgh i know they beat calgary and then arizona uh which that's I the mean, only
0: regulation when they have the yeah, only yeah. one it was the it was a back to it was after the second night of a back to back
1: mm-hmm. I was in the middle of that win streak I think they played Colorado the night before at home uh which I mean you you should be beating the Arizona Coyotes this season if you play them uh but yeah those other three wins I mean we've seen that they can't even get it done on the road uh even early on in the season when they were kind of struggling Calgary Pittsburgh and in New York especially all three really good teams this season so yeah just frustrating to see and even just on the whole bonus standpoint I mean it's Kind of night and day i feel like whenever you see the the outcry on social media during that seven game win streak i feel like the fire bonus a, quiet and then not a word <laughs> we we've dropped these two in florida and and people calling for his job and i i agree i, I i'm starting to veer towards wanting him gone at the end of the season it, it would take something drastic i think for him to be gone in the middle of this season um but it, it wouldn't it, surprise me to see happen. him not come back yeah he would have to like do something illegal <laughs> basically really? uh which honestly some might argue the way that this offense is being run is a, is a crime within <laughs> itself but i i'm starting to understand the more the more i see it and i think the other thing that a lot of people have pointed out on social media and i agree with um is maybe just the lack of ownership on his and you know i don't know if you heard the the comment he made before the tampa bay game that if the roster was not hit with a bunch of covid absences that there'd be a lot of guys sitting out with the healthy scratch and that, and that just confuses me because I don't see how that would help the team going into that matchup with Tampa Bay. And he said some of the names would have surprised us. So I'm imagining maybe some of the bigger name forwards on the team and you take those guys out of the equation and we're not going to hang with Tampa Bay at all. So just kind of confusing on my end to see that response from him and kind of pushing all of the the accountability on his players, which the players do need to be held accountable uh, as well. You know, it's, it's a split, but I just feel like I've seen very little to none uh, accountability from bonus and the coaching staff throughout kind of this whole season pretty much
0: now the the one thing that I will mention you mentioned the forwards but uh one of my biggest takeaways because I actually did the my podcast by myself on Friday uh was the play of John Klingberg you know it, it this is a guy who's you know he, he's arguing he's worth over eight million dollars he's looking for eight and a half and you know he's looking for a eight-year extension on top of that and but the way that he played in that game was absolutely terrible. And I can I I would bet my life savings, and I put this on Twitter, I would bet my life savings that one of the players that bonus was talking about in that particular comment was John Klingberg. Because you yeah, could see yeah. the very next game, he was on the third pairing. Yep. So and then if you look at the time on ice that he had compared to the other top three in the uh even in the Friday game, um the first game, Florida game. I mean, it it was it was like the top three had 20 plus. I think it was like 22, 23 plus minutes, and then John Klingberg had 18, and that is frightening to see, because John Klingberg has been one of our best defensemen for a good portion of half a decade, and it, it just three of the first four goals were completely his fault. He was out of position or a really bad turnover, and it, it's it's just frustrating to watch him and know that he's you know he's not happy with the situation he's in right now. And it is, I mean, you, and the thing that's, it's bad for the stars either way. Cause, cause right now he's not only is he, uh, you know, playing bad, but you know, any teams that are looking at him, you know, th- that might diminish their, you know, short-term returns if they go out and trade him in, in the next week and a half or something like that, they may be like, Oh, well, he's only worth such and such instead of, you know, insert player's name here because of the way he's been playing this past year. And it, it, it's just frustrating to watch. And it's neither way. It's good for the stars.
1: Yeah, it, it's a tough situation for sure. And I mean, I feel like that just has to be part of it is I feel like, the, you know, he's out there on the ice every night thinking that he's kind of one foot in the door, one foot out uh, because I'm seeing more and more on Twitter, especially since these games in Florida, that it almost seems like a matter of, of when, not if that he's going to get, you know, moved before the trade deadline. And yeah, it's just so sad to see, because as you mentioned, I mean, he's at his best you know, one, one of the best defensemen that this franchise has ever seen, if not the best. Uh, I think Miro and certainly has an opportunity to eventually kind of take that, uh, take that title, but we just haven't seen enough years of him just yet. But yeah, it, it, I mean, just so sad to see kind of this drop off. And uh, I think he's still at an age where he can play at a high level, but certainly not playing like he's worth that eight-year deal that he wants. And yeah, like you said, a bad situation if he stays in terms of the way he's playing, but also bad if the Stars are looking to get any kind of return uh, that, that's going to benefit them either this season or in the long run. And so it's uh, it's a very, very tricky situation. And uh, we kind of, you know, I think this is a good segue into yeah, yeah. Uh, all this John Klingberg Didn't talk that, for sure. Hey,
0: look at us.
1: Yeah, yeah, look <laughs> at us figuring things out. The The chemistry is already top tier. This is uh, some Dallas Stars top line chemistry right here uh, <laughs> being displayed. But who who are some guys that maybe, uh, you know, you think that you know, could, could potentially get sent to the Stars or some teams that you think the Stars – might, might kind of look to deal with if, if John Klingberg does end up getting moved?
0: Um, it's it's kind of hard to say because, you know, th- especially with the way COVID has kind of screwed everything up, you know, more than half the teams are up against the cap. So the teams that are looking at John Klingberg are obviously the ones that are looking to make, you know, a deep playoff push. So mm. the the Carolinas of the world, the, the Florida, Toronto, uh, or, or maybe even pushing for a playoff spot because they know they don't have much time. I'm specifically talking about maybe Pittsburgh or uh, Boston. You know, they've got older guys who can still play, but you know that window is closing very soon. I mean, Patrice Bergeron is 36 himself. But um, if I'm looking at a specific team, a couple of teams I'm I'm really interested in looking at is Boston, Carolina, and Florida. And most mostly the reason because of those three teams is because, one, with Boston, they have Jake DeBresque, who we know has requested a trade out of that, and he's played okay uh, the the ever since that trade request has happened, but it's obviously not working there in Boston for him. And he's a guy that could potentially be a top six you know, option for this team because, for me, if I'm Jim Neal, if I'm giving up one of my better defensive puck-moving guys, I'm looking for offense in return. Because especially if you're if you're thinking, okay, this team is gonna make the playoffs, and I'm gonna make sure they make the playoffs, that's what you have to be searching for. Because you could go two ways with this, but that's the way. If I'm Jim Nill that I would want. I would want to make the playoffs because this is my last chance. Um, so that's why maybe Boston could be a potential, maybe like a you know Jake Debresque and like a first round pick, or a second round pick, or something like that. The trade market is so weird right now, but uh. For, with Carolina, um, there's a couple of players there, but I'm m- mostly looking at, uh, Natchez. He's a good guy that I think would probably fit with the Stars pretty well. And uh, a- again, he's a 15 to 25 goal potential guy. He's done pretty well in Carolina, and that, that's someone that we could get back. And uh, he could be put into a top six, middle six role right now, and we could push for the playoffs then. And then with with Florida, they've just got so many guys who. You know, I mean, they have so much offensive potential. They were some. I mean, they scored uh, in the in the two games this weekend on Friday and Saturday between us and the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. They scored 16 goals. 16 go- goals in two games is insane. And if I'm uh, Dave Talon, the Florida GM, I'm looking at my team and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I could get some, you know, defensive. You know, on I don't know some more defensive play, and making sure that I can, and I can probably give up some of my offense in order to get a player like John Klingberg. Um, I don't know who they they would be willing to part with. I don't know Carter Verhage, uh, John, uh, you know, Anthony Duclair, maybe somebody like that. I'm not sure, but um, that those are just a couple of teams that I would have in mind uh, as to good trade partners for the Dallas Stars. But again. just with the cap, everything makes it so much more uh, hard to make a deal. So, uh, I mean, I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I was thinking a lot of the same teams. I know Carolina, even since the beginning murmurings of this trade, have kind of been one of the the teams in contention for sure. So I, I think, you know, it's very realistic. He ends up there, maybe even Boston, like you said, who's one of those teams this season out east that's having a good season but is kind of looking to take that next step to be up there in the conversation with Florida. Tampa as far as title contention but yeah Florida Florida is an interesting one too because I almost feel like if you're in that situation with the Panthers what they have I wonder if you kind of almost take the approach of like if there's nothing wrong like don't don't make the adjustment you know if it ain't broke Uh, don't fix it (laughs) yeah and it certainly seems like nothing is broke with with that team just based on the way they played this weekend because I thought I thought the stars had it rough Friday which they did but I would argue that Columbus uh, had it tougher giving up more goals I think they scored one more goal than the stars did I think they did have two but, I mean, I mean, it made me feel a little bit better, and I, I certainly think that we'll be seeing Florida playing pretty deep into the postseason, if not being the last team standing. Uh, just an incredible team that they've built down there, and the Stars know that good and well, having played them eight times last year and now been in some pretty, you know, offensive-heavy games with them this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, one of them ending in the benefit of the Stars, but the other one not so much. And, yeah, really, really interesting to see, uh, you know, all this John Klingberg talk and i think just with me it also comes down to for the stars of what you value as far as moving forward and uh you know i understand he wants to get his money and he's done a lot of really great things for this organization but i I think if you're jim nill in the front office i mean you just kind of have to look at some other guys that are due for contracts in the coming years with jason robertson i think uh where does his deal yeah next season uh or i guess this offseason he's going to be a restricted free agent but you know he's going to be looking for big money Rupe hints is going to be looking for big money and so i just think there's so many guys that you have to look into keeping that you probably value more as, for the stars which i think is a good thing because we're talking about the lack of offense and hence and robertson seem to kind of be the future offensively for this stars team and i i think it's wise to sign them you've already signed miro hasten into that big deal so you have you know your your supposed defensive star of the future there and and, and then you just kind of have to build either through the draft or you know trading and, and things like that so kind of a, a hazy future for the Stars ahead. Uh, this season and even beyond.
0: Hey guys, this is Ryan. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their very first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56-1 to odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred, gambler. Well, and I think the question I get more than anything is uh, not necessarily even who do we trade for, but what are you looking for in a John Klingberg trade? And you hit, you hit the you hit right on it because you could go one of two directions. Because the one direction is okay, this team is good enough to make the playoffs. I'm going to get a player who can play right now, and then you know maybe throw a draft pick in on top of that. And, uh, you know, get a guy that can, you know, partake now and push for the playoffs now and then do and go that direction or the other direction is this team is not good enough to make the playoffs. We just need to, quote unquote, start or rebuild now. I, I wouldn't call it a rebuild completely because we have a good young core set already uh, past. I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, Robertson, Hints, Haskin and Ottinger. Uh, you could probably even maybe possibly throw Gary Onoff in there. I'd love to see Peterson be a part of that too. But we've, we've got a good young core of players who are coming up. So it's not like this is going to be like a, a total teardown like the Detroit Red Wings and just be miserable for two or three seasons. But, uh, th- I mean, that's the other way you could you could go is you just ask for prospects and picks. And if we see that out of the John Klingberg trade, that is a hint to Stars fans from Jim Nill that, he doesn't think this team is good enough to make the playoffs so i'm kind of dreading the the john klingberg trade for those two reasons one because he's going to be gone and we know for sure he's going to be gone which will be really sad and then the other one it's just a sign of things to come of what he thinks and and you know that will be sellers at the trade deadline which would uh which would really suck for stars fans and you know let me say this real quick too because A lot of people are kind of frustrated with the fact that John Klingberg is asking for the money that he is and the term that he is. And, you know, in all reality, I don't have any problem with him uh, asking for that term and that money. I mean, he absolutely deserves that opportunity to do that. I mean, when he signed his seven year deal, it was like four and a half million or four and a quarter million or something like that. I forget what the contract was, but uh, it aged very well for the stars. And now he's looking to bank because he knows this is probably his last chance to get it. And he's done so many things for the Dallas stars. Um, he's shown that he can play well. He he's done everything they've ever asked him to do and, and more. And he deserves to to do that. And, but it's just unfortunate with the circumstances that we are in now, uh, with, with COVID, the, the cap has not gone up. If the cap had gone up, this wouldn't be an issue. And, you know, obviously the emergence of, uh, Maro Haskin in which we expected but also the the sort of kind of unexpected emergence of Jason Robertson has kind of pushed that John Klingberg contract negotiations to the side because the stars just can't afford it and he's looking to the future and saying you know I'm sorry John but I've got other players that I've got to pay because and, and right now those guys are younger they're gonna be around longer they I mean I'm sorry but they deserve more and so uh i mean that's just how i feel about that it, 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 is it, am i wrong in feeling like that what What do you think about that
1: no i wholeheartedly agree i think you know i th- i was looking the other day i mean because i feel like john klingberg is kind of a topic of discussion uh on my show as well pretty often now You know, the past several weeks especially yeah i think he had 21 points back in the the bubble run in edmonton whenever they went all the way to the stanley cup uh he's been a pretty consistent playoff like performer for the stars throughout the years and yeah i wholeheartedly agree that he's not out of line for asking for a big contract uh, given, you know, the time and effort and the energy he's given to this organization. And, and I don't think I mean, and of course, I'm not Jim Nill and I'm not in that star's front office. So I can't say exactly how they feel, but I can't imagine that it's easy for this front office to look at what John Klingberg has done and say, hey, we're not going to pay you this money. Uh, and, you know, you hear it in sports all the time that it's a business at the end of the day. And, and this would if he does move on and he does leave, it's just an unfortunate, you know, unfortunate timing, like you said, almost. But it's hard to say it's unfortunate because Jason Robertson is a great talent. Miro and another great talent. Rupe hints if he's going to get a big deal, a guy that we definitely want to look to keep. And, it, it, I mean, it's just you got to weigh your options. And so, yeah, I, I don't think out of line – it's not out of line for him to ask for this money. And, you know, if he does end up leaving, I hope he's able to go somewhere where he can get paid and still be able to play at a high level just because, like you said, he's done everything right with this organization, not really been in much trouble that I can recall. Always doing what's asked of him, always playing very hard. And, of course, a key member – Uh, you know helping the stars get two wins away from from a a second Stanley Cup
0: well and the the other thing with that is you have to look at the also the contracts that have been signed by defensemen I mean in the past year alone um, uh, I don't know if you if you watch the hockey guy on YouTube but he's one of my favorite go-to guys that that I watch all the time and he did this video about these insane contracts that these young defensemen have signed lately I mean Kale mccarr has signed his extension and he his wasn't even the biggest you've got like seth jones who signed that enormous uh, i still think that was a stupid deal by uh, chicago but i won't get into that but his, but his deal and then you've also got darnell nurse and then you've got charlie mcavoy who signed nine plus million and he's only asking for that and so it, it really is unfortunate that uh that all of that is happening. Um, And, you know, while you were talking about that, I actually thought about one team that – one other team that I've actually uh, kind of read about, uh, especially today, is the Los Angeles Kings. That might be a good trade partner for the Stars as well because uh, they've got a little bit of cap room. And uh, they're on the up and rise because right now I think they're third in the Pacific, if I remember correctly. Yes, so, I think So they're they're looking to make some damage in the playoffs as well and push for the playoffs and they've got some young guys for if you're the stars and you're looking to retool everything that's where you go and i mean they've got some really good young prospects and a ton of them on all fronts of their their depth chart on the forwards, defensemen and their goaltenders so you could pretty much pick and choose whoever you want out of that and they may they may give it to you i, I don't know but that might be another trade partner for the stars
1: yeah, absolutely. The Kings kind of an anomaly this season. Uh, I, that shutout loss to them back in uh, early December doesn't look as bad now. Still obviously not going to get shut out, but they've uh, they've seemed to have turned a leaf since the start of 2022 and yes, yeah, now are competitive and I believe last I checked third in that Pacific Division. So, it's uh, yeah, all up in the air and, you know, all speculation at this point. It's hard to know what what every single person in this in this whole story ordeal is thinking, but it's going to be interesting to watch unfold and going to be interesting to see how soon Klingberg gets dealt if he does because, like you said, it kind of is a sign from from Nil in the front office that they don't think this team is a playoff contender, which right now I still think that they have a chance and uh, even as, as tough as our road play has been, I think this upcoming week provides a really unique opportunity because I think they play at home on Tuesday against the worst team in the league in Montreal. They uh, certainly, certainly need to pick up two points Square. there and they need to do it dominantly. <laughs> there, there needs to be no questions asked. Uh, in that win, the top line, if assuming Robertson is back from his lower body injury, needs to to have an all time performance. And then they go. I think I think it's four on the road, and I know Buffalo's in there, Philadelphia, Detroit, and the the fourth team is escaping me at the moment. But it's teams that you know are middle of the pack or but kind of below average. And two of those teams in Detroit and Philadelphia, the Stars have beat this season. And so I think there's an opportunity there to maybe kind of reestablish yourself on the road by picking up some some wins or at least getting a point. Uh, in some of those games against maybe what some might call inferior competition.
0: And and you're right. You're exactly right. I mean, this is the perfect time for them to to change their road woes. I entitled our last two episodes Road Rage just because <laughs> it, it was just that bad. I had so much rage, and they just cannot figure it out. So th- this is a chance for them to kind of pad their stats a little bit To because, I mean, looking at those teams, they have to be better than those teams. And uh, the only thing I'm afraid of is that Detroit team is starting to look really good. And I mean, when you've got three possible, uh, you know, Calder Rookie of the Year finalists just in your team alone with Moritz Seider, Lucas Raymond, and uh, I don't know how he is, but uh, their goaltender I forget Nedeljkovic. Nadelkovich mm-hmm. is up for yep. it too. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, when you've got three guys who who do that, that's an up and coming. They're still a, a competitive every single night. So, and I've been watching uh, them quite a bit lately, but th- that's not going to be an easy game. And then, uh, you know, Buffalo is Buffalo. They're doing okay. Uh, Philadelphia is not doing too great. And then uh, I think New Jersey is the is the team you are forgetting.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, and, yeah they're, they're kind of in that middle of the pack as well, if I, if I remember correctly.
0: Right. Yeah. They're kind of, they're like mid, below average-ish, but, you know, there's, again, they're still competitive. And I mean, uh, we've seen in, and the beginning of the season, all these frustrating losses to the, especially these lower teams, like the one Ottawa. that bugs <laughs> me the most are those two Ottawa games yes. and in the Vancouver game. Cause that wasn't when, before Vancouver was relevant and before they went on their insane 10 game win streak or whatever it is. Um, the, I mean, we lost to them six to three, we gave them six goals and that was like their one win in like seven or eight games. And then Ottawa, there's no reason why we should be losing to Ottawa. And I'm Especially just afraid the way we did. Right. Exactly. No, right, you were 100% right. And I'm just afraid that at the end of the, you know, the end of the season, we're going to look back on, you know, maybe this upcoming road trip and say, you know, those are games we should have won or, you know, same thing with Ottawa. You know, if, if we just win those games, we're in the playoffs. I mean, we could point to a number of things with this team. And hopefully that's not the way we look at it at the end of the season, but it's starting to look more and more uh, morbid, uh, As we go on through the season, I'm hoping it's not the case.
1: Yeah, I feel like kind of the theme of the stars really ever since the end of that 2020 Stanley Cup has just kind of been like a what if. Because even last season, you know, a lot of overtime losses and we're still kind of in the playoff hunt up until that last game. And, you know, you look back and you say, well, what if they end up, you know, win some of these shootouts or some of these OT games and so many games this season that, you know, they should have won, whether it's Ottawa, Vancouver. But you even look at the first time they played Vegas at home and they, you know, they had that lead going down the stretch and Vegas ties the game and comes back and ends up winning. You know, you drop, you drop a point there, you drop a point on the road to Winnipeg in a shootout Nashville comes and plays at home and you lose a close game there. You know, just so many games that, uh, you know, the stars found ways to be competitive in, but just ultimately kind of fell short. And I feel like that's just what we've seen so far. And I don't know if that's maybe a lack of experience from some of our young guys and kind of this weird disconnect between the young guys still finding their footing and some of the older guys like Radulov and, I don't know. I mean, old doesn't feel like the right word for Ben and Sagan, but they're just not who they were. Neither they're not of those producing.
0: Guys. Yeah, I mean, they, Sagan's I mean, 29. Sagan's yeah. only 29. He's not old. Yeah, that I mean, you, is you so got, tough. I mean, you've got Bergeron, who's 36, who he's uh, part of that, quote, perfection line, and he's still producing.
1: Yeah, Kowalski's I mean, uh, 37.
0: <laughs> right, and yeah, they, it's and this, that's within the same team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to point out Alexander Ovechkin. That that dude is a monster. But I mean, you could look at other players who are like these guys, and it's and it's you know why aren't these guys producing? We don't even need them to produce like they did when they were in their mid twenties and Ben was winning the Art Ross and stuff like that. We don't need that. We just need secondary scoring and then it goes all the way back to the whole rick bonus thing is, is it because of the this you know the situation they're in they're being asked to do these things and that's why it's stifling the offense and i, I just don't know the answer
1: yeah and, and with tyler i feel like all season i've tried to be easier on him because i know he's coming off offseason surgery and with hockey injuries are always so vague like we don't i don't know what robertson's injury was it just said lower body injury and we know Klingberg had an injury in that first game against New York. And I mean, who knows mm-hmm. how much these things affect these kind of guys and how much pain they're playing through? So I feel like you don't really know till you get to the end of the season. I don't remember really ever hearing about Sagan's injuries in the, the Stanley Cup run. I mean, he obviously wasn't producing quite like some other guys on the team. But then, you know, you get after that series and you hear about all the, the things that were wrong with them. And and so you wonder how much that plays a factor too. I just, that's one of the things I don't like about hockey is how vague some of the, the injury things are. Uh, just in terms of knowing how healthy guys truly are when they're out there on the ice, because these are tough guys and they'll play through a lot of stuff. But it I mean, it, it can affect their play. And then, you know, y- people criticize these players. And so certainly would love to see more from from Jamie and Tyler, especially just because they've been staples of this team for so long. And I, it's frustrating, too, with these recent games. So I think they finally found a good place to be with Dennis Gurionov on that second line. But then, then Gurionov goes into COVID, COVID protocol. protocol. I, and, and so. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, just perfect timing. But now it seems like just about the entire roster has uh, done their time in, in COVID protocol. So hopefully by Tuesday, we'll get to see most everyone back. I don't know where uh, Andrew Sekiro will sit. I know he kind of tested positive right before that Florida game. But mm-hmm. again, I don't, I don't know how much of a, of a difference maker he is compared to a Joel Hanley or Thomas Harley. Um, but uh, hopefully once we get all these guys back together, they get maybe a refresh game at home against Montreal. They go on the road and maybe they can win two or three of those games. You know, you, you you maybe find yourself right back in that wild card picture, and I, I know as frustrating as the road performance has been for the Stars, I always say that the playoffs are different than the regular season in any sport, but especially hockey. And I, I think if the Stars team can make the playoffs, the the veteran leadership on this team ends up paying some dividends uh, with a lot of guys that have seen the postseason several times before. And Ben Sagan, Pavelski, and even guys like Glenn Denning and Raffle who have been around this league for a while, I've really liked what I've seen from them this season as far as just kind of the veteran edge that they bring
0: yeah and and you know if i had to think of two words just to finish the season that i would want to see the stars do and it is two c words consistency and confidence if they can do those two things just those two i mean there's obviously lots of things involved in those two words but if they can do those two things this team is a playoff team and this is a a stanley cup contender team but because of the of issues with those two things this is a you know, bubble playoff team. And it it's frustrating to see because we, like I've already said, we've seen their potential.
1: Yeah. And it's just going to be one of those things that we're going to have to see how this season plays out. It's been a, a roller coaster of a season so far. And we've seen what this team can do at their best when they were on that seven game win streak. Cause they beat some pretty notable teams on that streak, but we've also seen, uh, you know, the bad side of things too. And so it's just kind of Jekyll and Hyde with this team, but going to be, you know, really exciting if they can get this thing turned around and make a, a playoff run, especially given the the obstacles of this season with COVID and also just playing in, in what is one of the best central divisions we've ever seen. And, uh, you know, St. Louis, Minnesota, Colorado, and even Nashville, who I, who I, at the beginning of the season, I think I predicted them at like seventh in the division. And I had Chicago somewhere sitting at the six five spot and the the script has been flipped there, and Nashville's had one of their best seasons, and so uh, going to be really interesting to see how it plays out for
0: sure. Yeah, that that Central Division this year is just uh, abnormal, and you know it, it didn't matter how well the Stars do, if the teams around them are doing just as well, they can't catch them. So and it goes back again to those games that we lost, you know, and I, I mean th- there have been some insane stats for these teams. Like uh, I know Minnesota hasn't been as good lately uh but you know part of that was probably because they lost a uh, Kaprizov for a point of time but i mean like at one point you know in their last 10 Nashville was 8-1 and 2 and in that same span of 10 games uh St. Louis was like 9 and 1 or or something like that so, some insane stat where like and, and i mean obviously the emergence of Chicago of uh, not Chicago Colorado at the beginning of the season they weren't all that great they were you know middling 500 team kind of like us and then they just tore off and took off and now they're, you know, one of the best teams in the league, like everybody expected them to be. So, you know, and all these teams are right now above us. And, you know, I don't want to be on the outside looking up and saying, you know, uh, what could have we had done differently? And, and we've, and we've, and we're only, we're not even halfway through the season yet. And we're already naming these, these reasons, consistency, you know, confidence, you know, losing games that we shouldn't to to teams, Uh, you know, road woes, just not able to take care of business on the road, even just getting it to 500. And, uh, you know, I just don't want any to be thinking about any of those reasons going in, uh, in, you know, in April or whenever the season ends, because who knows when the season will end. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very true. And, uh,
1: I, and also a whole other, you know, wild card of the rest of the season is that the stars have what five or six games that they've missed because of COVID sitting in their back pocket, all divisional games. And, uh, those, you know, could end up playing a huge factor. I know Winnipeg's in there, Chicago, I think a couple against Colorado and then a national game too. So going to be uh, you know, a, a big mountain to climb, certainly a lot of adversity, but this stars franchise and this stars team is no stranger to adversity in the past several seasons.
0: Yep. Whether it be COVID, whether it be injuries or. Uh, whether it just be themselves yeah Uh, when
1: there's a when there's a will there's a way but we just got in to see if this stars team has the will but i that's uh that's going to do it for today's crossover episode between locked on stars and starcastic remarks uh ryan if you want to take a moment if there's people you know that that haven't checked out your show yet if you just want to let the people know where they can find you on social media where they can find your show all that good stuff
0: um, all right. So uh kind of like how I mentioned, I, I mentioned my uh my myself, but I, I also do my podcast with my other two brothers as well. And uh that's Christian James. But uh like you can kind of see if you're watching on YouTube, uh my Twitter handle for the podcast is at starcasticr or you can just follow me. Like my personal account is uh starsboy twelve. I made it a long time ago, so don't make too <laughs> much fun of me. But, but it it is what it is. But uh, and then also we we do uh, episodes after every single Stars game, and uh, most of them are reaction uh, episodes. And we talk just anything Stars. Sometimes what whatever we want, we've talked about uh, corn chips. No joke, we had an <laughs> argument about corn chips, and uh, I think that was like a couple weeks ago. So uh, and I didn't care, but Chris and James wanted to talk about it, so we did. But you know it it is what it is. And uh, we're wherever you can find wherever you can find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, whatever, we're everywhere. So uh,
1: that's awesome. yeah, if you're a, if you're a locked on stars listener and you're looking for some extra stars content, be sure to go check out Starcastic Remarks, Ryan and his brothers they they do great work over there. And if you're a starcastic remarks listener and you want more content as well, you can find locked on stars. wherever you get podcasts at. we're also on YouTube this episode that you're listening to now can be found on youtube where you can see our faces uh, and you can also uh, find us just on twitter at locked on stars and my personal account at dane double underscore lewis but ryan thanks so much for for reaching out and you know getting the ball rolling on getting this set up and i'm uh, glad we got to do this and maybe we'll we'll cross paths again in the future
0: yes definitely and hopefully we'll be a little bit more uh excited uh than we, <laughs> we than the games that we saw this weekend whether it be the Well, I guess we won't talk about the Cowboys for a long time now, but hopefully the Stars and (laughs) Mavs and the Rangers, and if the MLB even gets started up, uh, hopefully we'll be looking forward to those things and seeing the the DFW teams do well.
1: Yeah, the DFW sports can really only go up from here. That's the the positive from this weekend.
0: (laughs) No joke, no joke. (laughs) Thank you guys once again for tuning in to Starcastic Remarks. If you liked this episode, please make sure you go and listen to Locked on Stars For more Dallas Stars content, Dane does a great job, and I myself listen to his podcast. Once again, this is Ryan, and I'll catch you on the flip side.